It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host, and welcome back to Unpacking the Box podcast. Tonight, I'm here with Savon, who is a legacy planning and probate attorney. Hello, how are you, sir? I am doing so wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I'm happy to have you. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yes. So before we get into, you know, the meat of it during this episode, where are you from? So originally I'm from New York, um, but uh, I fell in love with the DMV um, as soon as I, uh, you know, uh, became legal, if you will. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've just been finding reasons to, to come back and uh, I went to Howard. And so that was my reason to come back and ultimately stay. Oh, nice. Okay. I love that. How was your time at Howard? Did you love it? I loved it. I loved it. It was the uh, best educational experience I've had. I love that. My son, I have an 18 year old and he's actually looking at Howard. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, look, uh, push him toward Howard, but make sure you keep a watchful eye on him, if you know what I mean. Hey, I I feel you. I understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. So your work is just so interesting and I've been, you know, all on your Instagram page and you give some great information just, you know, for myself and just so many people, especially entrepreneurs. And so I would like to know, well, we would all like to know what sparked your interest, you know, in becoming an attorney and then one who specializes in this particular field. Yeah, no, that that's a, a, a great question. So um, uh, I wanted to be an attorney since I was 16. Um, and the reason, literally the sole reason, um, was because I saw Barack Obama uh, become president around that age. And I looked up his uh, uh, resume. I saw what he did. And, and the most prominent thing on there um, was that he was a lawyer and that, you know, he believed in um, helping people with or, or, or through the law. Um, and, and I knew, you know, that's what I always wanted to do. My grandma, she um, is part of that civil rights generation that, uh, you know, each one teach one helped to uplift people through education. And I feel like my journey as a lawyer is a continuation of what she was doing, um, you know, as a teacher and ultimately what I saw uh, from Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. um, and to answer the second part of your question, 
Um, I picked legacy planning, which is known to a lot of folks as estate planning, um, as the main focus of my practice, because I just feel like as African-Americans um, across the diaspora, we have so much richness in our history and our legacies and in our traditions, you know, no matter where you're from, that uh, it's a shame most times that uh, that legacy gets lost, uh, either financially, culturally, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I'm a big history dude. Uh, I'm a big social justice uh, uh, proponent. And so legacy planning uh, mixes all of the things that I find interesting just, you know, as a person um, into a practice area where I can help people to get their financial household in order. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love a side note. I love to see black men and black women in like these fields, like attorneys. I think it's just so bomb. I love it because I feel like we should be in those positions. I mean, in all areas and always. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm definitely very fortunate to, uh, you know, have been able to uh, get a legal education, especially considering, uh, you know, where I come from and all that kind of stuff. So I, mm -hmm. I definitely embrace and take it in stride. Yes, I love that. All right. So let's get into legacy planning because this is very interesting. Right. So like what does it entail and how do you help entrepreneurs with this? You know, for those who do not know what that is. Absolutely. So legacy planning is all about how we protect one's legacy. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is uh, your estate is your legacy and your legacy is your estate. And so what's your estate? Your estate is everything that you own and your legacy is everything that is you. Right. So that can be uh, your property, your traditions, your customs, as I was saying before. Uh, mm -hmm. cultural capital, things like that. It's literally the intersection of all of those things. And the way that we protect your legacy is we use wills and we use trusts and we use power of attorneys um, to do a lot of things, uh, safeguard assets, but mainly to avoid probate, uh, which I call the enemy of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up trust and wills too, because I think that's interesting too. And I think for a lot of people, just in general, it's kind of touchy because when you, when, when people hear the word trust and wills, they equate it to like death. They think that because they're preparing for this, that death is awaits them like right then and there. But when really it's like preparation, I think that everybody should have really in general. Um, so can you like go into like trust and wills and the differences and you know why it's imperative that people should have it? Absolutely. So uh, before I do that, I just want to kind of uh, clear up the air on legacy planning. So a lot of people think that, you know, you have to have a billion dollars to do a plan, a legacy plan. Uh, you do not need to have a billion dollars. You don't even need to have a million dollars. The thing about uh, the thing that I love about legacy planning is that when you're talking about legacy planning, you're talking about the next generation and how you protect generational wealth, right? And mm -hmm. with that, uh, it doesn't matter how much you have because better believe the system when it deals with anybody's assets in any shape, form or fashion, 
the system works like how other systems work against us. It tries to screw us over no matter your income level. And so when you don't have things like a will or a trust, uh, then you're making it that much easier for the system to do what it wants to do with you. Uh, so that's what I wanted to, you know, just get out first. But um, the other part is that when you're talking about, you know, these vehicles of generational wealth, right, which uh, uh, I think as a people, we're beginning to concentrate more on because we're, we're realizing again that the system is not made for us. Um, you're, you're really talking about, you know, protecting your assets from pro probate, like I said, with the use of a trust. A trust is a private document that uh, does not go to probate. And for those who are listening and, you know, uh, don't know what probate is, probate court is uh, the legal process by which your assets are transferred to other people, your next of kin, right? Your heirs, if you will, when you pass away. So in the probate process, that's when, if you've ever seen like uh, certain scenes of like soul food and things like that, mm -hmm. where you have one person or, or a few people deciding on what should happen to Big Mama's property and things like that. And they're fighting and they're, you know, quibbling and all that kind of stuff. That's what the probate process is. It's a, an arena where anybody and everybody who's even remotely related to you, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh cousins, can have a claim on your assets, mm -hmm. the, the assets that you worked hard for when you passed away, when you pass away or whatever, to uh, be able to take it, try to take it for themselves. So uh, in a nutshell, when you get a trust, when you get a will, you're protecting your wealth for the next generation, which is why we call it generational wealth. Okay, I love that. That's important. I love that protection. So, like, and let's talk about that too, because you do this, you talk about generational wealth a lot. And I think, as us, all of us, you know, entrepreneurs, that's really like our end goal. That's what we're trying to do, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. that's difficult. But, like, how do you even begin to like build that and then like maintain it? Absolutely. So, with uh, a trust, a trust is, and again, a trust is not, and I know it's frequently associated with multimillionaires, <laughs> billionaires, like that, but a trust is just a wealth management tool that anybody can create and maintain. If you have a car, you can put that car in trust. If you have a bank account, you can put that bank account in trust. If you have a life insurance policy, you can put that in trust for the next generation uh, strategically. So that even while you're living, you can manage what happens with that trust to make uh, both your next generation and your current generation of, of family members, as well as yourself, better off. It, it's really one of the best, uh, most flexible uh, wealth building tools that I think a lot of people in our community don't make uh, use of. And with a will, um, it's really more of a uh, safety net for your assets. But again, mm -hmm. a lot of folks don't even have a will to be able to protect their wealth. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, and that's so important. Like I said, I always hear people talk about like wills, but they're so afraid to even like explore because they just mm -hmm. think that it's just so bad, but it is, it's protection. It's protection. 
it, it definitely is protection. And uh, on that tip too, um, I like to think about uh, legacy planning and generational wealth as something that we all should be looking forward to rather than kind of like, you know, scoffing at only because when you're talking about financial planning, you're talking about getting your assets in order. You're talking about, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, your T's are, are crossed and your I's are dotted. It's, it's the same exact uh, uh, thing with legacy planning. You're talking about rather than death, right? Because we're all going to pass away. But you're talking about what it is that you want to accomplish for the next generation, right? My my great great grandmother, when she was, and I don't I don't mean the to, to to start singing, you know, slave hymns and all that. It's kind all of stuff. good. But my great great grandmother, she knew what it was that she wanted to, uh, uh, her 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 children's children to accomplish, right? She knew that she was struggling, sacrificing all of those things so that her her children and her great children great grandchildren would be able to uh, uh, have a better life than she had these are conversations that the trumps have the carnegies have anybody who wants to build wealth these are the conversations that they have we need to start having those conversations mm-hmm. i agree I, I definitely agree with that 100 in one percent. <laughs> now, what are some mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making when it comes to their earnings? Yeah. So, uh, and I and I apologize because I haven't been really speaking on how legacy planning uh, really directly affects entrepreneurs. So, I think more than anybody else, myself being an entrepreneur and seeing the immediate benefits of legacy planning. Look, what I like to say is that if you're an entrepreneur and you have, you know, a business plan for uh, uh, your business, but you don't have a business plan for your assets, then you're hustling backwards. And I say that because you can't have a plan about everything else but your own personal assets and think that you can protect generational wealth. It doesn't work like that. Though the future belongs to, to those who prepare for it today. Right. And it's the same exact principle with legacy planning. You're sitting down with, you know, an attorney and your attorney is your quarterback for your assets. He's the per he or she is that person who will, you know, help you arrange your financial assets in such a way where it's like, okay, you're doing all of this. You're building this business. You're building that empire. This is how you protect it. Mm hmm. I love that. Now, for people that are like interested in maybe you, you know, or any any attorney and they want to start to, you know, start this process, like it, for people that don't have a lot of money, though, is it mm-hmm. um, do you offer like plans for them, financial plans or how do you how do you operate? So the way that I operate, um, you know, with anybody who is even remotely interested in uh, legacy planning. I explain to them what the process entails. A lot of folks, again, they think that all we're going to talk about is is doom and gloom, dying, all that kind. It, it, right. is, it is further. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, when you're doing legacy planning, especially with me, I like to talk about legacy. I like to talk about what it is that you want to accomplish 
uh, uh, with the hard work that you're putting into your craft, your business, whatever have you. And really uh, what it boils down to when you're legacy planning with me, at least, is we talk about trust, right? Because any good legacy plan that uh, stands the test of time involves strong bonds of trust from people that you care about. And most of our time doing a legacy plan is going to revolve around how do we structure the best plan for you to create generational wealth based on the people that you have in your circle? What kind of instructions can we uh, give the people that you love, that love you, uh, to make sure that all of your hard work creates generational wealth? That's what the process entails. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love that. So on those days and in those moments where, you know, it may be less easier than others for you, you know, with your line of work, like how do you stay inspired, stay, you know, motivated? Like what keeps you going? And uh, truth be told, um, what really keeps me going is uh, seeing entrepreneurs such as yourself uh, just kind of keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. Um, I definitely have checked out a lot of your stuff on Instagram and just seeing, you know, uh, uh, that drive, that motivation, that, uh, look, you got to get it. You got to fight for your freedom (laughs) every day and ain't going to be easy. But if you have uh, a voice, if you have a platform, if you have a message, uh, use it, use it and use it to uplift and and, uh, educate others. And, you know, it returns me back to why I do what I do. I do what I do because I want to uplift my community. Yes, I love that. And thank you so much for that. Thank you. I appreciate those words because, man, and I know, you know, like, it's hard. No, you're out here quite these- welcome. I'm a big- oh, thank you. It's hard out here in these entrepreneur streets. Like, I literally, every other day, I'm not even going to lie, I'm going to keep it real. Every other day I have a breakdown and I want to quit. But then I literally go back to, well, you know, Linnea, why yeah. did you... Why did you even want to start a business? Like, why did you start all of this stuff? And so for me, just like you, like the message and uplifting people is much, it means more to me than anything, because I feel like the money, all that stuff will come later eventually, but that's not the main reason why we do this. Absolutely. And if I can, I want to share something with you um, that you know, that I heard recently that I've just been thinking about uh, constantly. And it was from uh, Dave Chappelle. I went to um, one of his uh, shows recently and, you know, there was a part in one of the the scenes uh, of the documentary that he showed us, which was, you know, he's doing stand up or somebody was doing stand up. One one of his people was doing stand up and uh, she was like, oh, I'm tired. You know, I, I don't have any more left to give. What do they want from me? This crowd is a, is a tough crowd. Ah. And then Dave Chappelle, you know, kind of just got in her head and, and, and uh, eased her up a little bit. That look, you know, you do it for the people that saw you doing it at the beginning and they believe in you. And, you know, they understand you in ways that uh, you might not even understand yourself, but ultimately, they're rooting for you you don't need everybody to root for you you just need those core group of people that you know saw you whenever they saw you and, and immediately believed in you and so that that's kind of what re- like uh refreshes me when i'm at my lowest mm-hmm. 
I love that. Thank you for that. I love that. Yeah, because, you know, we need that. Sometimes we got to, you know, we're trying to be everything for everyone and we're trying to uplift people and do this work. But sometimes we have to pour into ourselves, pour back into ourselves just to maintain, you know, that work and continue on. So I appreciate that because it it gets hard. It really does. But it's worth it, though, you know. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why I love the work that you do because you're helping so many people. You're educating people every day, you know, because a lot of us entrepreneurs, we, you know, get these businesses and that's not, that's not even at the top of our list. We're not even thinking about legacy planning and, and all these, you know, different things, trust and wills. No, we're like, we're going to start this business. We finna get this legit LLC and then we're going to make this money and we got this brand, we got this name and we're not thinking about all those little things in between. So I appreciate you for the education. No, no. And let me tell you what the consequence of that thinking uh, is. So the reason why I say, and I, and I mean it very sincerely, the reason why I say, you know, you're hustling backwards if you don't have a legacy plan or are thinking about one is because, and you can see this all around us, right? In Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., for example, uh, man, I, I moved to D.C. Uh, in part because I just saw so many Black people you know, able to flourish, able to, you know, pull themselves up and and do big things. And, you know, as an attorney, what I've been seeing um, from, you know, just older generations of entrepreneurs and Black business owners is that, you know, they have this big old empire, you know, uh, they've gotten all all of their dreams worth, you know, they've uh, uh, run the successful business but they get older, nobody else knows how to run that business the way that they do. And they think, uh, and it's a very natural thought, they think that they can just pass it to their kids, a loved one, whatever have you, Mm -hmm. uh, and the business will continue to flourish and create that generational wealth that we've been talking about, but Mm -hmm. it is not that easy. What's been happening in Washington, D.C. is that older business owners, older black business owners are retiring, passing away, and uh, their children are, are inheriting these businesses and they have no idea what to do. And they end up selling off all the assets, the business goes into bankruptcy and the generational wealth that, you know, you and I worked hard for in our mm-hmm. prime is lost. <laughs> it's lost. Wow. So yeah. you're hustling backwards. You're hustling backwards if you don't think about legacy planning. Yes, I love that. I love that. So what do you like to do for fun when you're not working? Like, how do you unwind? Because I know you work a lot, but... No, I I definitely work a lot. Um, (laughs) And I don't mean to come off as super intense. I do like to have fun. Um, So I I like to travel in my spare time. I'm actually in Atlanta right now. Uh, My first time out here. Yeah, I I love it. I love it here. Um, So I travel. uh, I... You know, try to go outdoors and, you know, keep up with movies and shows on Netflix and uh, on Hulu and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and just literally try to try to relax, which, you know, my, my day-to-day doesn't allow me to do much, but that's what I like to do. <laughs> okay. Listen, when I get, first of all, last summer sucked because obviously, you know, COVID and we're still going through that. But um, Atlanta was one of the first places I would love to travel to next summer. I've met so many people out there, like so many connections, like I have to get out there. So how do you like it? You like Atlanta? I love Atlanta. Atlanta is Chocolate City part two. (laughs) Um, I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. And and there's a lot to do. Uh, I had brunch the first day I got out here, so I have no complaints whatsoever so far. Okay, so and how's the food? You like the food? Oh, the food is is amazing. I had some uh, chicken and waffles, and uh, today I had some shrimp and grits, and I am oh, yes. fed. I was hoping you would tell me what you had because I'm a, that's a foodie in me and a greedy in me. So I had to know. <laughs> I had to know what you was eating. You said chicken and waffles. That's my favorite. Look, it's good out here. I'm telling you. Yes, I can't wait because that's the first thing. That's probably what I'm going to do a lot when I get out there. I'm going to eat. <laughs> yes. There's going to be plenty for you to eat. There's going to be plenty for you to eat. <laughs> yes, I love it. So I, I know you said that you like TV shows and movies. Like, what's your all time favorite movie? Oh, um, ooh, that's that's a hard one. So, uh, I think my all-time favorite movie, man, it probably has to be. So it's between two movies. It's between, uh, and, and you know, it's just probably like a clue on on how I view myself. Or whatever, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it is between Django and Black Panther. Okay. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm digging those. I love it. And what about like, you say you watch Hulu. You watching any TV shows right now? Oh, yeah. I'm watching a few. So I'm watching, I'm going to tell you exactly which ones that I dig right now. Um, I'm watching Wu-Tang, uh, The American Saga. Okay. Um, definitely one of those things, uh, going back to your, your question before about, you know, what kind of lifts you up. Uh, you know, they're showing in that show an entrepreneur struggle in, in hip-hop, no less. And mm-hmm. telling you, very, very inspiring. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm watching that. I'm watching Power. I'm watching BMF. I'm watching Raising Canaan. All, all of those. Okay. <laughs> all of those. I'm watching all of them. Love that. So, I have not watched Wu-Tang, but I love Power. Anything Power. Like, I watch all the Power shows. I love it. Oh, man, look, if you go on my Twitter, um, the first thing uh, on my Twitter, my pinned tweet, uh, is a scene that I, I'm sure you may know um, okay. from from uh, Power. Uh, it was after Ghost passed away. And and hold on, let me show you exactly where, where my expertise kicks in. Okay. Um, when Ghost passed away, uh, a legacy planner sat down with uh, Tariq sat down with Tasha, um, sat down with the grandmother, and and let all of them know exactly what Ghost left them uh, in his estate. And mm-hmm. Tasha, you know, she was doing a happy dance. She thought that as his, you know, wife, she'd be entitled to this, that, and the third. Ghost cut that out. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Ghost, yes, he did. Ghost uh, uh, cut the grandma off. I think after a year of paying her rent or something like that. And the reason why we have this new season of, of, of Power with Tariq, you know, in school is because Ghost, at the end of his life, he said, look, before Tariq can get any of this money that I have in my estate, before he can have any part of my legacy, he has to go to school and get a 3.5 GPA uh, uh, from said school. Mm-hmm. And so... Boom, that is legacy planning and action. That's how you create generational wealth. I love that. I love how you, like, as, you know, an attorney that does this is looking at these shows like this. I love it. I love it. Look, I'm telling you, you got, you got to look it. at it. You got to look at it. 
Yes, but I love it too. But I gotta say though, out of obviously, you know, I like the original Power with Tommy and Ghost. Um, Power Book is okay, but I gotta say, I love Raising Canaan so much. Like I love, and for me, like I look at it like because I'm a like creative, so I'm like, I'm I'm enjoying the story, but I'm also just looking at the acting and like just picking apart mm-hmm. the acting. I'm like, they killing like the woman that plays. Um, Rock, the mother, oh my gosh, she's mm-hmm. killing it. She killed it. So I love it. I love it. I agree. I definitely agree. Yes. All right. So you tell me about your movies and what about books? Like you have a like favorite book. You reading anything right now? Oh, um, so I'm reading a few things right now. Uh my favorite genre also because I feel like if you're a legacy planner, you got to be a historian. You got to be able to understand people's <laughs> histories. Um, yes. Cause if you can't, then, you know, how can you really be in a position to make sure that their family grows? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I read, a, read a lot of history, a lot of old American history. Um, but one of my favorite books of all time um, is actually a James Baldwin book called the fire next time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely uh you know just so so much foresight in that um i'm also reading uh anything that michelle obama writes <laughs> just throwing that out there i love her um <laughs> and and uh i also read tony morrison the bluest eye uh, pretty frequently mm, so okay th- those are like kind of my areas that i dibble and dabble in love it i love all of that i love me some michelle obama oh my goodness yes <laughs> Yes. So if you could go back in time and you could pick anyone to have a conversation with, like who would that be and why? Oh man, that that's that's an excellent question. Um damn. Who who <laughs> would I talk to and why would I oh man, okay. So I think Man, this is like a question that that has to have multiple answers. But for now, I'm going to uh, stick with the one that's on on the top of my head. So I think if I had the opportunity to go back and just, you know, really pick somebody's uh, brain. um, Man, and and, and shout out to the the Fred Hampton movie. It would probably be Fred Hampton. Um, off the top of my head and I know that's probably not the best choice ever but uh, I think what he was doing mm-hmm. was something that like nobody for whatever reason um, and I don't even think Barack Obama was able to do it uh, quite how he did it uh, my, my man united the gangs in Chicago like at a time mm-hmm. where you know all of that kind of stuff was at its worst um, and so just really seeing what his leadership meant to him and and how he did a lot of the things that he did uh is is a conversation that i would want to have yes that movie was very enlightening like i loved it so much i learned a lot i love it yes well i i'm digging all your tastes okay your movies your shows books all that (laughs) good stuff okay i feel you so listen, I had so much talk, so much fun. I can't even talk. So much fun talking to you. I learned a lot. We learned a lot because I know the listeners are going to learn so much. And I thank you so much for that. No, thank you. Thank you so much. And again, I, I enjoy being on your show. I follow your moves. And every time <laughs> I see you do something great, I smile. So, you know, oh, I thank definitely... You. 
No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely would love to come back anytime you would you'd like to have me. Uh, and that's a promise that I plan on keeping. Oh, thank you so much. For sure. You can definitely come back anytime because, I mean, there's a wealth of knowledge that you have that can really help all of us. And a lot of the listeners are entrepreneurs. So, you know, it, it would be really informative. I love that. Yes. Now, before you leave, though, I got to do this because I do it with every guest. I love to do a segment called Unpack Your Box. And that's where you get like a minute or, you know, whatever. Nobody, you know, no one's counting to just go off and say whatever it is on your chest. Like you can just say whatever you feel. I got you. Uh, Has it started already? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So remember, these are like, you know, unfiltered thoughts and stuff. So, uh. I said I'm in ATL. Um, I'm trying to see what Magic City on a Monday looks like. Um, I definitely need to order some food. I don't know what I'm going to order. My sister is also in town, and I got to catch up with her. And uh, I got to get some gas for the rental. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely love being on this show. Uh, hoping that we can collaborate uh, again in the future. Um I hope that, you know, folks from DMV uh, can, you know, uh, feel like they can reach out to me with whatever questions they have. Uh, I'll definitely answer those questions. And yeah, I've loved this interview so far. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, tell the people where they can reach out to you. You know, your, your Instagram handles, Twitter, your website, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So, um... My Instagram is my first name, Stevan, S-T-E-V-A-U-G-H-N underscore E-S-Q. Um, my Twitter handle is at S-J-B Advocacy number one. So S-J-B Advocacy one. Um, and my Facebook is my first name and last name, Stevan Bush. And last but not least... Um, my website is sjbadvocacy.com and I just got a new uh, update on my website so I hope folks enjoy that yes and make sure you guys connect with this king he's doing amazing and inspiring work for us y'all it's amazing and um, you guys gotta make sure you reach out and if you have, you have any questions make sure you, you get at him you email him something connect we gotta support each other alright y'all I know that's right Yes, we do. We got. We all. I always say that all the time. We we all we got. Because obviously nobody else cares. So we gotta care, and we gotta help mm-hmm. each other. You know. Mm-hmm. So yes, thank you so much again. We out, y'all. Wait before you leave. Keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Click the link in my bio over there, and it will direct you to every single thing that I have going on. Make sure you guys purchase my book, leave a review. Make sure you guys hit up the Queen Wolf shop, which I'm having a 20% off sale right now for the holiday shop collection and the creators line collection. Check it out. Tell all your friends. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all so much. All right. Be well.